gather. Welcome to church. Thanks for being with us today. My name is Josh, and I'm the pastor here. Uh, Before we get started with our teaching, we're going to participate in our confession of faith. Uh, We do this every week as an open declaration of the kind of faith we want to have and really the kind of community we want to be. And so I'll say this confession of faith on our behalf and then speak a prayer for us. So gather, this is the faith we are seeking. We are seeking an expansive faith. We believe our theological system should always be growing wider and including more. We are seeking a faith rooted in the person and the practice of Jesus. We believe Jesus is God and is worthy of our worship and our imitation. We are seeking a faith built on a foundation of theological minimalism. We believe in holding tight to the first things of faith and living open-handed with the rest. We are seeking a faith marked by curiosity. We believe we should always have more questions than we do answers. And we are seeking a faith filled with compassion. We believe our beliefs are never more important than the person right in front of us. So gather as we prepare to open the scripture, let's pray together. God, we are here today as seekers, not seeking answers, but seeking wisdom, not seeking doctrine, but seeking a way of life inspired by the radical love of Jesus Christ. Amen. So hopefully uh, you know by now, but we're calling 2023 here at Gather a year with Jesus. Our teaching will focus solely on the life, teaching, death, resurrection of Jesus. Our faith and practice and theology should be Jesus focused, Jesus centered, right? We're not a gospel centered church. That's a buzz word in the church world. We're not trying to be conservative or progressive. We're not biblicists. We're not Pauline. We don't celebrate the apostle Paul. Uh, we are Christians and we want to be uniquely Christian. And so this year is a year with Jesus. And we're starting this year uh, with walking through Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. So this is foundational teaching from Jesus. And and we find in this sermon that uh, the Gospel of Matthew, right from the beginning, is trying to paint Jesus as a new kind of Moses figure, giving a new kind of law. So a, a leader of God's people, giving a way to be in the world, but giving a new kind of way, a new kind of law, a, a new way to be and live, a, a new way to be faithful to God, a, a new way to think about God. It's new. And last week we looked at the Beatitudes. It's an an affirmation from Jesus that begins with, blessed are the poor in spirit, for yours is the kingdom. And we talked about these Beatitudes not as an exhaustive to-do list from Jesus, saying you need to mourn. (laughs) You need to be poor in spirit. No, no, that's not what's happening. Jesus is looking at the humanity in front of him and affirming it, uh, offering comfort and inclusion, saying, "I I see you who are seeking peace. You are treasured by God. I I see you who are mourning, who are being persecuted. I see you. Be reminded that you are treasured by God. And and the two words that sum up the Beatitudes for me are already treasured, right? The love and the, the inclusion of God. It isn't conditioned on you being poor in spirit or your mourning or you being persecuted because of your righteousness. You are already treasured. And this is the new law, that there is no if-then, there's no conditions, there's no fine print, no exclusion. You are already treasured. And that is actual good news. So Jesus starts his big foundational sermon, the Sermon on on the Mount, by saying, you, right now, as you are, treasured by God. And then he continues on in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 13 through 16, Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? 
It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Salt of the earth, light of the world. I wonder if you've heard these phrases before. So first, let me just tell you what I think Jesus isn't doing here. I I don't think Jesus is telling the audience to go and do evangelism. Um, And I'm feeling a little bit, this week I felt a little bit kind of perturbed about Matthew chapter 5 because I've realized how often uh, that this passage, these first 16 verses of Matthew 5 have been uh, manipulated and then weaponized even against me. As a teenager, I was told that being persecuted because of my righteousness meant that if that it was good if I upset people while I did street evangelism, that that's what it meant to be persecuted because of my righteousness, that people were upset with me for interrupting their day and telling them about Jesus, that, that, it, that if someone was upset when I stopped them in the middle of whatever they were doing to say, can I tell you about my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? If that bothered them, then that was me being persecuted because of my righteousness. Because I have to let my light shine. I've got to let it shine. And letting my light shine uh, meant that sharing that everyone, everyone is inherently sinful and doomed to hell. What a light to shine in the world. And my whole faith and practice was summed up in the two words from Matthew chapter five, so that, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. My whole life was just so that. I was kind to people so that they would do something else. I did good deeds so that. I participated in fear-based manipulation so that maybe one day they would worship God. But Jesus isn't doing evangelism training here. That's not it. He's not doing evangelism training. The crowd that Jesus is teaching to here in the Sermon on the Mount, they aren't, they aren't new believers. They didn't just get baptized and now they're doing a new believers class on evangelism. Now, this crowd, these are Jewish folks from Galilee who are primarily of the peasant class because pretty much everyone was at the time, like 85, 90% of the people were from the peasant class, working class, very poor These are people who are excluded, oppressed likely from the Roman government. They aren't Christians. They aren't Christian. This passage has nothing to do with evangelism. Jesus is offering a universal truth. Universal as in for everyone, not for believers, not for folks who behave correctly. This is universal truth. And follow this line here from Jesus. He starts to this group of very poor, excluded non-Christians. He starts with this. You are treasured by God. Already, right now, you are treasured by God. And then he says, and you are salt. Don't lose who you are. And you are light. Don't hide who you are. This is a message about embracing our true identity. And we've turned this revolutionary teaching about who we are at our core, our truest self. We've turned it into a multi-level marketing scheme because it's easier to tell other people that they're going to hell 
than to deal with our own self-loathing and dishonesty. And if we take this revolutionary, transformational, life-changing teaching and make it about what we do instead of who we are, then we'll never have to look at our true selves and we'll never be transformed. Here's the message of verses 13 through 16. This is the message. It's not evangelism. It's not conversion. It's not convincing. The message is this. Don't hide your true self. Don't hide your true self. You are beautiful, good, treasured, blessed, celebrated. So stop hiding all of that. Right? Do you see the line? You are treasured as you are. And you're the light of the world. Don't hide it. Let it shine so everyone can see. Embrace who you are. No matter what any type of unhealthy religion or religious leaders or spirituality has taught you, God does not require you to cover up or hide any part of who you are. Your sexuality does not need to be hidden. Your pain does not need to be hidden. Your passions don't need to be hidden. Your doubt doesn't need to be hidden. Your ambitions don't need to be hidden. Your fear doesn't need to be hidden. God does not require that you hide or cover up any part of who you are. In fact, get this. It says here, Jesus says that you are the light. And we've interpreted this to think that we, um, we receive a light, that we have a light. That if we believe correctly, then we get a light that we shine to others. That if we behave correctly, that we're able to encounter the light. But Jesus says, you don't have a light, you are the light. You are the light, who you are your true identity, your true self. You are the light, so stop hiding. And we all hide parts of ourselves. And most of us, most of us hide, most of us are hiding because we fear rejection on some level. We believe somewhere in us that if we show people our true selves, that we will be rejected and abandoned. But if you don't stop hiding, if you don't stop hiding, eventually you'll abandon yourself. It can sometimes be hard to discern between who you really are and the person you are pretending to be. But don't, don't you know the cracks are where the light comes through? Your humanity, your weakness, your vulnerability, your honest, true self is light that will guide you forward. If you feel lost, if you feel discouraged, if you feel unsure, try being radically honest, totally yourself, nothing hidden. You, that version of you, your truest self, that is light. We all hide parts of ourselves, and I feel like uh, men, this is a stereotype, but men have a particularly hard time letting their true selves be seen and known. It's one of the symptoms of toxic masculinity for sure. And I've been feeling this lately for myself. Um, this may be news to you, but um, Gather is moving. We're moving buildings in a few weeks. Um, and the conversation started about moving uh, because of the safety issues here on Main Street escalating safety issues through the year. And as the leader here, I feel responsible to make sure that you are safe when you come uh, to our space. But it took me a really long time, like uh, way longer than it should have, 
to say out loud that I am scared. I was able to make it about other people, to make it uh, about leadership, about church. But it took me a really long time to say out loud, I'm scared. I'm scared to be up here alone sometimes. And I don't want to feel scared at work anymore. And um, I wouldn't have communicated out loud. I wouldn't have communicated this out loud, but somewhere in me, I was afraid that if I said that, that people would think that I was weak or silly. But instead, our board and Katie and some other folks, they didn't make me feel weak when they said, hey, I'm, I'm scared. They said, of course you're scared. Scary things have happened. It's okay to feel scared. No rejection when I was honest. No rejection when I showed what I perceived to be weakness. Just love. And my honesty lit the way forward. This well-known passage shouldn't be overcomplicated, shouldn't be twisted or manipulated. This isn't about evangelism. It's not about conversion. This is about embracing our true identities, never hiding, refusing to pretend. You don't have a light. You are the light. So don't hide it. So for you, are there any parts of yourself that you are hiding? There might be some weakness or fear or something that you uh, perceive to be embarrassing that you're hiding. I, I wonder if for some of you, if you're hiding by making yourself smaller than you should be, because of your context, because of your family of origin, because of your work, because of your relationships, maybe something has told you to get small, to diminish yourself, to diminish uh, your ambition or your desires. And that hiding for you just means that you've lost your voice, your ability to speak clear boundaries, your ability to say out loud what you need. I wonder if that's what hiding looks like for you. Are there parts of yourself that you're hiding? And what would shining your light look like for you? What would authentic and vulnerable living look like? Uh, you might need to say out loud that thing that you are afraid to speak. There might be something that automatically comes to your mind. Maybe that's some work you need to do. What do I need to speak out loud this week? You also might need to take a step back and work on building some safe relationships in which you can say things out loud. Right? Some of us have had bad experiences, myself included, sharing parts of our true self. We've had bad experiences with that because we didn't choose safe people to do it with. Right? Not, not everyone deserves to know everything about you. It's a hard lesson to learn. But not everyone deserves to know everything about you, but you have to have somewhere and someone that you can be honest with. A friend, a partner, a pastor, a therapist. And so maybe the work of embracing your identity starts by developing safe community. Listen, God does not require that you cover up or hide any part of who you are. You are the light. So Jesus wraps up these kind of introductory ideas in Matthew chapter 5, and he begins uh, to transition into kind of more didactic style of teaching by saying in verse 17, Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Now Jesus is saying, 
Uh, I'm not starting over here. I'm telling you what was always intended. I'm not abolishing what has gone before me. I am bringing it to its true purpose, the intended goal. You are treasured and good and celebrated, so don't hide yourself. And, and, and don't you know, Jesus said, that this is what God has always intended for you, that this has always been the point. Gather, this has always and only been God's posture towards you and God's intention for you. God wants you to be your truest self. And this isn't new or different. This is the always and only point of it all. When God spoke the universe into existence, something from nothing, stars, sky, the awe of the mountains, the vastness of the ocean, the strength of a sprawling tree, the fragile beauty of a flower. None of it was ever meant to be hidden. And when God created you, you were created by God. Raw goodness, an alchemy of love. You are complexity. You are strength. You are fragile beauty. You are vast and you are awe-inspiring. You are art, a masterpiece crafted by God. And you were never meant to be hidden. Now all that beauty, all that goodness, all that which is treasured, you are the light. You shouldn't be hidden. You've never meant to be hidden. You should be lifted up and your honest, authentic, true self will light the way forward. So gather, this is my prayer for us today. Don't let the fear of rejection keep you in hiding. We need you. Your light, your goodness, your love. We need your truest self. Let your light shine. May it be so. Amen. Gather, I love you. Go in peace.